Hey folks, welcome back to the AIMP National Pubcast. Can you believe it? We're rounding third base and heading to home on our season five. I catch up with my former employee, Travis, who's now GM and head of creative at 12.6 Entertainment, and we discuss how his generation is taking on music publishing. Again, mentioning that we, we work together, what I'm really curious about today, and one of the reasons I wanted to sit down with Travis is because, you know, A, I think he's doing a, a, an amazing job and just kind of watching him in the peripheral. And anytime you bond with somebody and, and you think that they have talent uh, and see something in them, and always saw that that uh, bulldoggedness in you, man. Like, I just knew you had that tenacious, like, give me an opportunity. I'm going to freaking do this thing. And uh so you, you've had an opportunity to see things under me. I've done this for a while. I'm not saying I'm old necessarily, but I can be set in my ways. And obviously what the music business is now is way different from when I was in a tape room and starting out. Like, what are some things you see that have, have changed or how maybe you even saw how I did things that you think there's better ways to do things and how that's been a benefit to you? Man, I I learned a ton from you over there, man. I. I learned, I learned how to connect really with writers on, on a different level and, and more so through their craft. I think I, you know, I think I've always been a pretty personable person. I can talk to somebody, I can have conversations. That's easy. But when I, when I say that, like connecting with a writer, like I remember back when we would sit in your office and we would have them come in and dig through catalog and, and, uh, and truly like your passion for songs. Like that's, I mean, that, that was, I remember that was your favorite part of the day was being able to get past all of the other stuff that it takes to run a publishing company and be able to sit with someone like me who has outlandish opinion and, and honestly uneducated opinions at the time. I hadn't been doing it very long and, and, you know, and, and, and honestly hear me out, you know, like have a, have a good perspective about it. So, um, but the second part of the question is like, like, I don't, I like ways to do it now. There, there, I feel like when you get into publishing, you have to learn, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about your publishing style. And I think that everybody has a style that's unique to them. And the quicker you find it and the quicker you accept the good and bad parts about it, the better off you're going to be in the industry. What was one of the challenges that you saw and give me an op, uh, uh, how you kind of overcame it or worked through it? It's actually staff, man. I think I learned a lot about myself um, and how I work with, with a team. And I feel like I'm getting better at it every day, but like, uh, I don't think I realized it as much when I was at parallel at the time, but I always kind of felt like a lone wolf. Like I did want to go at this stuff and just kind of like take it on and, you know, like take my pitch meetings by myself and, you know, like go see shows by myself and, 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 and meet with writers and all that other stuff. But I, I am realizing more and more how important it is to have a team around you that can really rally around you. And, and when, you are in sync with those people and you trust them and they trust you. It really does. It doesn't necessarily make it any easier, but it, it makes it, it makes it feel a lot less stressful to know you got some people you can lean on, you know, let's talk about 
finding the right people. I'm curious about you and your team because, yes, I think you nailed for me one of the hardest things ever is finding your team and finding your people. Because not, you know, it's, it's like getting into a marriage. You're going to be with these people for a while. And I've made some good bets um, on talent and some challenging ones at times, people that have challenged me. But what do you have a process to that? Or, or, or what do you look for? And um, we'll just, just take writers out for a minute. We'll get back to writers. But on people and staff, right. on their creative side, what is it you look for? What works best for you? I look to people who... Okay. One instinct, honestly, like that's, that's, I mean, a huge part of it. You can't really not account for that. But when I'm being strategic about looking to hire someone or to partner with someone or to work with someone, it helps a ton when they're not like you. Uh, when you know that, um, their, their personality isn't necessarily going to like go up against yours, but hopefully compliment yours. And like, I'm like, I, I, honestly, I, I take, uh, the, uh, Enneagram like kind of seriously. I think it's scary accurate at times. The Enneagram scale. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but I'd, I'd highly recommend looking it up. I think it will help you with all of your relationships in life. Um, and, uh, especially business. And so knowing the type of people that you're dealing with. And so like, I, um, I'm a very, um, especially at work, I'm, I'm, I'm an aggressive, uh, um, passionate person. So to have like some more laid back, even keel, slower approach, um, people with a slower approach than me, um, it helps a lot. Cause I, a lot of the time I'm all gas and sometimes I need some breaks. I'm going to respond and not react. You probably heard me say that one before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's probably why we work pretty good together at the time. I'm kind of kind of that way. Do have you learned one of the other biggest challenges I've come up with uh, as a leader is not only learning to delegate, like allowing people to do something cuz I will be honest, I think most of the time I do what I do better than others, but allowing someone to do something and truly allowing and not micromanaging that and giving them the yeah. wings. Um how have you handled that and with your staff and um as a leader? I've learned to live in a space with, and, 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 and that allows for a margin of error where I cannot be so critical of people where like it maybe it's something I've learned. I, you know, been in the business for, I don't know, close to 10 years now. And, and so it's like, like something that maybe is, is secondhand to me. Like if, if it's someone new and they don't know it, it's like, I don't know, allowing them to discover it themselves. Cause back to my point, what I said earlier was, um, about like learning your style and it's like, and it's a learned thing. You've got to make mistakes to do it. And so, um, allowing people and also something that's been hard for me to learn is, accepting someone else's creative taste. Like, I think it is a good thing that I am like pretty steadfast and that I believe that my taste is right. A lot of the time, I don't think I'd be a good publisher if I didn't. Um, but also recognizing that there are 8 billion people in this world and they all like different things, you know? And so it's so working with someone creatively who has a different opinion and, and, you know, doesn't like the song that you really, really like, like you, you have to take that at face value and, and kind of sit back and go, okay, well, uh, you know, 
how, how what could I be missing here? Yeah. So let's, as you've stepped into this role, I mean, <clears throat> I'd be curious to see what are some of, what are some of the stressors that you have found. What are some of the challenges that you you see in this role that that, that you haven't had before? Okay. So, well, and maybe this is our segue from staff, but managing people is really really hard. Um, manage managing their expectations uh, uh, about the industry and, and, and growth and, and just getting along with people in a building every day. It is, it is very hard. And it's, I, I think I come from a place where I want people to enjoy where they work and I want people to excel at what they want to do. And so balancing the business side of it, like trying to, to manage those expectations, but also keep the train on the tracks, you know, is a, it's an interesting balance, but I, I don't know. Like I enjoy getting to know how, how to make that work. Another thing that, um, is a huge stressor is, um, delivering for your riders, man. Like they, you know, when someone signs to you, they, they see something in you just like you see something in them. And so being able to deliver for those people and, and, and make good on a, on a, a promise that we're going to go after and we're going to, I'm going to do everything in my power to, to make you successful in, in, in whatever way you want to be successful. Um, I take it super personally. And so it, it's hard sometimes, especially um, realizing that you can't control everything. You can, it, it's not like, I, I know you like to go to the gym. I love to go to the gym because it's a great stress reliever because I feel like at the gym, you can put in, direct effort and get out direct results. The music industry publishing is not that. Some of the challenges is when you particularly hire somebody, um, and I knew pretty forthright with yourself, and if you're going to be in this business, most of us are self-motivated. We're very driven and we we want to succeed. You definitely had the entrepreneurial spirit. You wanted to go make it. You want to make a mark for yourself. That also tends to butt up with authority. I will be the first to say me and authority don't get along. I've worked in independent music publishing my entire career because I don't do well in corporate environments. You actually survived Sony for five years. I don't know how they did that and how you did that, but so, <laughs> you know, it's always good to hear. Now, what are... Was there some things maybe uh, I did right that that helped you grow that you that, that you might still apply today? That because I do try to do a hands off approach. I like to allow you to to make some mistakes. I kind of like to think of myself as guardrails. I'm just there to kind of help you, introduce you to people, and then let you run wild. I remember the first day you were in the office, you were like, well, "What am I to do?" And I said, "Well, you know the job. Just go do it." And that probably might have been daunting at the time, but that's kind of what happened with me. So it's I was throwing you in the water, but uh, but is there some things I, I did that you might have thought is helpful, and you still use and apply those today in your own company? I think this is actually a great point. Okay, so Jen Shot comes to mind, and I remember when we were working with her, she had already been with you for. Uh, a few terms. And so we were kind of coming to the end of the deal, like where is it possible to pick up this option or not? And, uh, even up when we knew that we weren't going to be able to do that, you were her publisher till the very last day mm-hmm. and then beyond, you know what I mean? And so like never giving up 
even when you know you can't go forward and it, and, it, and it, to your point, it's a relationship business, man. You, Jen just had her first number one you never know like how this is going to come back around for you. And, and, and so just treating people in that way, like, I don't know that stuck with me. That stuck with me heavy. I got a question. This is going to be a good one. I think uh, maybe a bit challenging, but I remember when I was younger and uh, in in the business and you're trying to convince an established writer, one that's got more years than you, that they need to sign with your company. And you're you're a little younger. Uh, I mean, you do have 10 years, but probably half of that, maybe six or seven now is in, in publishing uh, directly as a creative, as a, either a creative director or, or GM that you are now. But how do you, have you found that a, to be a challenge or, or or what do you do to help convince them that you're the guy? Got to get creative sometimes. <laughs> and, and, money. Does that creative you know, mean money? You yeah. just pay them? <laughs> that's part of it. That, that's one way. Yeah. Um, there are many, many different ways. Um, uh, you know, uh, Jerry flowers, for example, like Jerry didn't have to sign with me. He's a legend. And, uh, uh, he, he came into my office and, you know, it, it didn't take long for us to realize that like we got each other, we got along. I mean, I, I remember him coming into my office and I don't know why this is what I think of, but I felt like his arms hung six inches lower than any person I've ever met. And that's just pure swag. Like, and I was like, I looked up to him so much when he came in. And, uh, and so I, I was like, I honestly didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't sure I'd be able to convince this guy to come work with me. But, um, I, I think, I think he saw, my passion, um, and, and, and how badly I, I wanted not, not to just work for him, but for, for myself and for the company. And, and, uh, I don't know, he, uh, they have to have a little trust too. You know, it's a, there's so much about this industry is right timing and luck. And I think he saw something in me at the right time. And, um, here we are, you know, re-upped on the deal already once you know and we're just uh we're continuing to rock yeah that's a good one i always found my my passion you use that word a bit my passion was uh uh usually the winning i used to joke and say it was my charm and my smile but i always tried to convince them with my passion because 100 i always tell uh a writer that might be in dilemma and they come and ask for advice like i don't know who to sign with and i'm like who believes in you the most? Whoever that is, I don't care if they're younger, older, major, indie, go with them. Go with the one that believes in you the most. So I, I definitely can see that in you because you've you've got the passion and, and, and the hustle. I wish you could go play that clip for some people that have passed too. Because, <laughs> But yeah. no, seriously, like to just, I also want to talk about passion just a little bit. I, and I don't want it. I don't care if it comes across cliche. Like you, you said, you saw in me the passion early on and, on the hardest days in this business that has never left. I, I, I still love coming to work every day. Even when I know I'm walking into a hellfire, I am still will gladly walk into it. So 
Let's talk about this. I don't think we've really gotten into this. So again, uh, I got thick skin, so come at me, bro. But uh, you know, what do you see as some of the generational difference? What do, what are you guys, meaning your your crew, the the up and comers, the ones that are going to have my job? Well, you kind of do uh, now, but the your teams below you that haven't quite reached the level you're at. What are you all sitting around the bar talking about? What are some of the differences you see? Because I did it. My my boss, they do things this way, but I could do it better this way. What are some of the things you guys are talking about on how you can better the music industry? That's a good question. I know it is. <laughs> why I asked it. Like, what about the business do you see that you can improve upon? And how are you guys going to leave your mark? I, I here I will share. Like in, in my day, I just thought they 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 you know, they always tended to do things the same way. And and I was the one that always pushed for moving in new directions and trying new opportunities. And, and you know, I think the core of our business is always going to be the same. Hit writer, hit artist, try to get them together. But how do you do that? And I remember at the time for us doing like writer retreats wasn't something they did. That was a new thing we introduced uh, in, in periods. Now, I'm not going to say they didn't have camps at some points, but that became kind of quite the thing during my... I don't know. I'd been doing it a minute. So I was probably year, I was probably about 10 years in where we started doing more writer groups because again, more artists were writing. When I first started out, most artists didn't write. But I thought if you could do camps where you pull people together, and that's something that started kind of within my generation. I remember talking about that of like, you know, it's saying set times, and now that's kind of a normal thing. Plugger groups kind of have been around, but they got really strong in the uh, mid-90s. Uh, and so that was another thing that kind of came up in my air. Do you guys look or see anything in different ways? Because it's harder to get the attention of some of the A&R people now. You know, you sit behind a computer a lot. What are some of the things you guys see and think to to build your well, brand out a little better? I have, I have a, my own personal opinions about, about that, but I think pitching has always been changing um and i think the role of of a and r people is is oh maybe don't post this <laughs> maybe, <laughs> nah, maybe talk about a and r people we do it all the time dude it's all good okay well i mean the role of a and r uh, i i feel like has also been changing and it's uh um i think i feel like records are curated it curated differently than maybe they had been in the past or in the heyday in the nineties when you would go and you would play, you know, six songs to an A and R person and they put them all on hold and they'd all get cut. And, you know, even if it was just a cut, not a single, you make a ton of money, but now you got to find who it is, who's really helping these people make their records. And maybe it's somebody's cousin in Georgia and you've got to find out their email and, figure out a way to build a relationship with this person or let them know that you're going to send them gold, you know, and, um, or it's the producer or the manager or, you know, it's, um, but like, as far as like making it better, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, that might be where my, um, bullheadedness and, 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 and cockiness stops because it's not so much about, making it better for me. It's about making it my own though. And then making it our own, I should say when we sit around the bar and we talk and, and we talk mess, like it, it's taken us a while to realize like, yeah, we can't just call Ashley Gorley and get a co-write tomorrow. We can't like be upset that, you know, Josh Osborne is going to be on every single old dominion song. 
you know, or, or not every single, but you know, on a lot of them or, or the number of artists that they came up with and helped develop them. And I think that's where we realize we're at, like we're, we're creating those networks for ourselves and taking bets on people that haven't quite made it to that stage in their career yet. And, and, and just figuring out a way to make, to make our mark and to make our, our camps come up together, you know, like, like Trevor and Brandy and Shane and Josh and uh, Jesse Joe and, and all those people. I mean, they wrote together more than 10 years ago, you know, like, and, and we're, we're getting their start before then writing together. And so when you see them now having all of this success, it's like, it's, it's hard to see the force through the tree sometimes, but I know that all of my writers who Jared Kime hitting it off with, with Ryan Beaver and Travis Wood and, and Michael Laden, you know, um, making his relationship, you know, uh, recently been having a lot of success with success with people like Matt Roy and Blake Pitnagrass. It's like, it's like those people are creating their networks now. And I, and I just, I know that in 10 years, they're going to be the ones having this insane success. And uh, there will be a whole new generation pissed off because they can't get co-rights with them. (laughs) The AIMP National Pubcast is hosted by yours truly, Tim Hunting, executive producer, Travis Myatt, producer, Brandon Harrington, mixing and editing by Casey Porter. And this has been a Dime Collective production. (laughs) 